did Constipation Blues, the Meat Man did Snuff Him, Kimmy Dawson did Pee Pee in the Potty, Barry Lewis Pulsar did You Can't Say on the Radio, Monty Python gave you some embarrassing sounds, the Mad Magazine record gave you It's a Gas, we kicked it off there with Howdy Doody. And with that, it's time for Pandora's Lunchbox with Mike Perini. Thank you for listening, over and out. I like it too. <laughs> yes, I do like it. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Some more? Mm, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like it, you always. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> oh, have some more. <laughs> Get the waiter and hombre. Delicious. Put on the paper hat. <laughs> Oh, oh, get out the lamp. <laughs> I even like the cork. Waiter, waiter, pour. Oh, keep pouring. Oh, this is. Oh, 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 every night, New Year's Eve. Wait there. Oh, oh, you got it, every. Oh, every night we're going to do this. I don't care. What are you gonna do? Waiter, waiter. I think uh, our guests have just faded out. So that means it looks like we'll have to have another good conversation. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is what this is. It's a show about food every Thursday at 6.30. That was Jim Backus and Friend. Jim Backus was Thurston Howell III on Gilligan's Island, and Friend was friend. Well, I've got some really cool stuff to talk about today, and I have a guest today. Meg, hello. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing all right, thanks. How are you doing? Good. You are from Growing Hope. I am. And there's this crazy idea, I understand, with Growing Hope that Mm -hmm. maybe a garden or a bunch of gardens can save the world. Isn't that kind of kooky and crazy? Um, It certainly is. I won't deny that we're all a bit bit kooky over in the Growing Hope office, but we do believe that gardens can save the world um, and make the process very enjoyable and delicious. So I know one of the ways that you deal with gardens, well, you deal with gardens with neighborhood schools, community mm-hmm. groups, and families. Yes. So how do you, uh, how do you, where does it all begin? I mean, what are, um, start somewhere, launch it. Okay, where to start? Well, I'll start with schools because that's actually what I work with with Growing Hope. Um, I'm one of our youth and school coordinators. And the, the idea is that 
education can take place in a garden, and you can fit a garden anywhere into the curriculum. And also, it's a great place to get a snack. Um, much rather eat a fresh tomato than a Snickers bar. And so we we have a lot of successful gardens with preschools. We have a garden with uh, Washtenaw County Head Start. Um, we have greenhouses in both East and West Middle School in Ypsilanti, where we're based. And great. we go into the schools and we say, hey, you've got a garden, you've got a greenhouse, you've got us. We love we love gardening. We love food. Let us teach your kids. And we work a lot with health classes. Um, we integrate in when it comes to nutrition. And we go in and talk about how growing your own food is fun and nutritious. And that's one of the many, many ways that we get into the community. But we also offer training for groups interested in starting community gardens. Um, we run something called the Community and School Garden Development Institute, which will actually be my little plug starting up sometime okay. this winter. Um, and groups come to us and say, we want to start a community garden. And we say, great, here are the tools you need to do it. And we talk them through the process. And we take them through a training and we allow them to start their own garden. And as of today, we have over 20 of these going in Ypsilanti and the surrounding area. Great. Now, Growing Hope is based in Ypsilanti. Yes. And you just got a new house for Growing Hope? We we did. In December, we purchased um, a house and a one-and-a-half-acre one property on Michigan Avenue um, in, just outside of downtown Ypsilanti, and we're in the process of turning this um, abandoned property into an urban gardening center. So it will be our wow. offices and educational center. Right now, we have an herb garden as well as a 30-by-96-foot hoop house out there, and we're growing vegetables right now. Now, what's the hoop house? I'm glad you asked, Mike. Yeah. Um, a hoop house is also known as a passive greenhouse. So it's like those huge greenhouses you see at nurseries and and like Lowe's. But um, instead of being heated by electricity and gas, this is heated by the sun. So there's no, it's clear plastic over the frame and the sunlight comes in and warms it up and... It gets it gets pretty cold in the winter, but you can grow things like spinach around. It keeps it warm enough. So. so it basically it's like a simpler greenhouse, and you can still do a lot with it. Exactly. Yes. And I saw in your growing hope your growing hope house. Do you have a name for the house? Is just um, we call it the Growing Hope Center. Okay. That's and I see that you have painted the garage door. In yes, <laughs> yes, we have. You've been by. Yeah, I've seen it. It's mm -hmm. and there. It's very colorful. I just enjoy yes. that. Yes, we had an art student do that for us, and it's our vision of what we want it to look like someday. And just getting back to the kids, for I don't. It just seems like a lot of kids eat bad food. In, mm -hmm. um, Pizza Hut, and I could name other evil names and stuff. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, kids like to get their hands dirty, and they like to eat. So it seems like a garden is, is just the right thing. And they also like to learn. So Theoretically, yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, we definitely we run an after-school program called Roots and Shoots, where these things really come together. And we're part of something called the Youth Farm Stand Project, which we're, we're affiliated with Michigan State University through that. And the idea is that a garden can be a place for young people to learn about nutrition and a gateway into learning how to cook. We actually, with our youth, we teach them how to make fresh snacks and easy meals using stuff straight out of the garden that Yum. they grow themselves. And then we turn around and also say this is a great way to make money. And they actually run a farm stand at our downtown farmer's market in Ypsilanti, and they, they get to take home money in their pocket from this. And so it's an it's not only educational, but it's also empowering. This it, is middle school students have their own stand? 
Yes, and middle middle and high school students. Great. Yeah. And it's and that's also isn't that on is that on a parking lot in Ypsilanti? Yes. You've reclaimed a parking lot and an abandoned house. You're reclaiming stuff and making it. We're taking it yeah, back, Mike. Taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, the downtown Ypsilanti Farmers Market is every Tuesday from two until seven p.m. Um, on the Key Bank parking lot in downtown mm-hmm. Ypsilanti. Right on the corner of Michigan and Hamilton. Hamilton mm-hmm. Right. So come check it out. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a booming place. There. Tons of people and something going on every week. So on a tu- Tuesday, Tuesday night? Tuesday, yep. 2 so, to 7 p.m. So TGIT, you're making Tuesday yeah. happen. So you're taking Tuesday back, too, actually. Yeah. So it's yeah. all pretty crazy, but in a good way, I think. Yeah, we were just talking about how that, like, see you next Tuesday is supposed to be a bad thing. <laughs> I'd never heard that before, but... I didn't hear that, but but it Apparently. can be... It's not really that late in the week, so maybe it's not Friday yet, so, you know... I'm, yeah. <laughs> but, but now it's it's a destination. Yes, it is. And let's see. Now, the community gardens, again, how can people find out about how they can create a community garden? Um, they can go to our website, which is growinghope.net, um, which is a great resource. You can find out all about our organization and our upcoming trainings and classes and how to, how to get involved with community gardening. You can also call our offices, um, our number... Can I give out my phone number? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Our number is 734-786-8401. And just call and ask. We're, we're generally there. We also have an email, info at growinghope.net. And you can email your questions to us. And those are, you can come down to the Farmer's Market, come to the Growing Hope Center, 922 West Michigan Avenue in Ypsilanti. All are great ways to find out more about what we're doing and talk to us directly. So the phone number is 734-786-8401. Mm-hmm. And email at inf- email is info at growinghope.net, correct? Yes. Okay, very good. So I'm talking to Meg from Growing Hope, which is based in Ypsilanti and is pretty much reclaiming the world. <laughs> kind of like a grapevine, just sort of reclaiming everything around it and making it all natural. We're trying. Yeah. Starting small. Yeah. But we're growing. And growing. In fact, how long has Growing Hope been growing? Five years. So we're still young, but we've been, we're, we're growing real fast. We're in our, our sprouting, putting out our leaves and flowers stage. So. Great. Yeah. Um, and so can I go ahead and talk about some of our upcoming classes? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. In fact, you, did you, didn't you just have a class on how to raise chickens? We, not yet. Oh, it hasn't yet. Okay. You haven't missed it. Oh, good, good, good. Um, we're having a class on Saturday on urban livestock farming. Um, oh, excellent. It will take place um, at an actual urban micro farm in downtown Ypsilanti where there are goats and chickens and rabbits. And we'll teach you how you can do that yourself and some of the logistics and ins and outs of growing animals in an urban environment. Wow. Yeah. And I guess Ann Arbor just passed a law allowing chickens to be grown. They did. Mm-hmm. In the city, in your backyard. Yes. Do you happen to know what some of the ordin- what some of the regulations are, or what that is? I'm just out of curiosity if you happen to know. Um, for Ann Arbor or Ypsilanti, because uh, they're different. I, okay, so I didn't know it was both Ann Arbor and Ipsy. You can grow chickens. See, we're all about yeah. chickens on this show. We love well, chickens. Well, so. in Ann Arbor, you can. You're allowed to have chickens in your backyard. My understanding is you just need to get the consent of your neighbors. In Ypsilanti, however, it is still not allowed. Oh, okay. Um, it's illegal to actually have chickens in your backyard. However, Ypsilanti is a complaint-based system, and so if your neighbors don't complain, 
they're not really going to do anything about it. So you'll get to, when you come to the, the micro farm, you'll get to see how that works um, and learn the ins and outs of both the, the, the actual raising of the animals and the legal issues involved. And I encourage everyone to find out what the regulations are in their personal, in their township or their city. And, and if chickens aren't allowed, fight for, fight for chicken rights. Fight for chicken rights. Yes. Um, I should have brought some songs about chickens. I should have thought of that. <laughs> oh, well, we're all about the chickens too. Right. Um, but yeah, we also have on Sunday our end of the season benefit gala known as Hope's Harvest, which will take place at the property on 922 West Michigan. So you'll get to see our gardens um, as they come into their fall glory. And this is a, it's a, a celebration of the harvest. And so it's local food prepared by local chefs. Um, and there'll be lots of different stations with different themes, things like roots and shoots, or um, there's some, there's, I don't know them all now. I'm sorry. They, <laughs> they escaped my mind. Growing Hope has so many uh, vines reaching out to all different possibilities. I love the name Roots and Shoots. I just really like that. It, it's a fabulous one. It's really catchy. And so you're basically one small organization. You're saying it's small and young, but you're you're mm -hmm. everywhere. You're doing all kinds of stuff. So. Yeah, it's it's the power of community organizing. We don't do this by ourselves. We have a whole host of volunteers and community support behind us, which allow us to to do the work that we do. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be what we are um, at all. So, but you're taking that and you're reclaiming parking lots and giving chickens the right to do what they want to do, mm -hmm. and and painting garage doors and reclaiming abandoned homes and making gardens and all lots of good stuff. Yes, we are. So now, once again, how do you how can you find out more about Growing Hope? Uh, how can you find out more about the the event coming up on Saturday, which is the class? Mm -hmm. Now, is there a fee for that, or is that? Uh, um, there is a suggested donation for okay. the class. Okay. Oh. And the phone, you can call the phone number, go to the website to find out more about that? Yes. I would suggest calling. Um, if you if you want to register for the class um, or, or have specific questions, I suggest calling or emailing. Um, I don't think we have specific information on our website at the moment. I could be wrong. But it, definitely calling or emailing is a way to find out more and to register for the class. We ask for pre-registration if possible. So the phone number is 734-786-8401 for Growing Hope. And is there information on the answering machine, or is it best to call 9 to 5 business hours, probably? Uh, Sorry well, to pepper you with I'll be people. honest. We don't, keep, we don't keep normal business hours. We oh, are okay. in and out and around. But um, we, we have this fabulous, fabulous uh, voicemail system, which sends everything to our email inboxes. So if you leave a voice message, we see it. Um, and I'll be honest, I check my email all the time. So. so you will be connected. Yes. <laughs> yes. So learn about chickens and growing uh, other animals on mm -hmm. Saturday. And then there is the benefit on Sunday. Yes. Um, which tickets are available on our website or by calling or, calling or emailing our office. So the website is growinghope.net and the email is info at growinghope.net. Mm -hmm. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add that um, about Growing Hope? Experiences <laughs> you've had, just what it makes you feel like, just... <laughs> oh, wow. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes me feel really satisfied. I, I'm lucky because I do get to work with kids and I do get to see 
there's a change. Um, I worked with a summer camp over the course of two months over the summer, and to see the change from kids who wouldn't touch the dirt at the beginning mm. to at the end asking me, can I eat this plant? Can I eat this plant? Um, it's it's, it's amazing. There's hope. There's so much hope out there, and every day I get to go home and I get a little piece of that, and I just I'm just growing hope wants to share that with everyone. We we want it to grow. Great. Well, thank you so much, Meg, for coming by. Meg is from Growing Hope. One more time, growinghope.net. And there's an event on Saturday to learn about how to grow grow animals, uh, raise animals. Yeah, you grow animals. Make, yeah. And they grow, yes. And they you do. feed them food out of gardens. It all works out. That's yep. on Saturday and then Sunday. The benefit information is at growinghope.net. Yes. We're going to go to a song about growing, as a matter of fact, and we've been talking about Growing Hope as kind of a grapevine and growing and, well, making a connection here to Motown and growing. It's all going to make sense in a second here. But we're going to go to a song by The Temptations, which I think is apropos. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor.
I like the sound of those metal things clanking together. I like to think of it as two garden implements being clanked together. That is, it's growing by the temptations. Thank you again, Meg, for stopping by from Growing Hope. And the reason I'm segueing to Motown is, first of all, as I was mentioning, Meg and I were talking a little early about the fact that Motown, Detroit, has a lot of gardens, a lot of urban gardens. But also I want to pay tribute to Norman Whitfield, who passed away just a few days ago, the great Motown producer and songwriter who is the man who co-wrote and produced, I heard it through the grapevine, which is one of the best ever songs about food. And, well, there's just an enormously long list of great things that Norman Whitfield did through the years. His first produced single was Too Many Fish in the Sea, which is also appropriate to this show, done by the Marvelettes, and we'll hear that in just a second. He also wrote with Barrett Strong, Ball of Confusion for The Temptations and War by Edwin Starr. He produced both of those himself. He wrote with Barrett Strong, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, and also produced that himself. And he wrote and produced Car Wash for Rose Royce. So, he, I mean, he's been involved with records by The Temptations and Gladys Knight and the Pips and Marvin Gaye and so many other people. And we're going to miss Norman Whitfield. But I want to take a moment to talk just a little bit about the story of that grapevine song I was mentioning. I heard it through the grapevine. The first recording of I Heard It Through the Grapevine was actually done with Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Norman Whitfield did that. It was rejected by Motown's quality control meetings. They have these meetings and they listen, and Barry Gordy, the owner of Motown, had veto control, and other people had votes as well. So Smokey Robinson and the Miracles version of I Heard It Through the Grapevine was rejected. So then Norman Whitfield tried a version with the Isley Brothers, and that was rejected too. And man, I'd love to hear the versions of my Smokey, one of my favorite singers, and Ronald Isley, another favorite singer. So then he went to Marvin Gaye, and that was rejected too. That's kind of startling, really. So Marvin Gaye, never mind, he went on to Gladys Knight and the Pips. That was approved by Motown's Quality Control, and it was released, but apparently Motown didn't put much support behind it. So the Gladys Knight and the Pips had to rely on their connections to DJs, and the record got to number two on the charts and would have been number one if not for the Monkees and the Beatles and it was the best-selling record in Motown history to date so that was a big success and then he really liked Marvin Gaye's version and he managed to get it added to a Marvin Gaye album but still Barry Gordy the label owner said no that's not we're not going to do a single of that I mean we just did Gladys Knight and the Pips and uh, he just really wasn't strongly released so they took wasn't strongly impressed so Another single was released from that Marvin Gaye album, but the DJs came to the rescue again. They started playing I Heard It Through the Grapevine in droves off the album, and Motown's hand was forced, and they had to release it, and it became Motown's best-selling single to date, beyond the original I Heard It Through the Grapevine. So it was just growing. It was growing, the metaphor once again. Well, I'm going to take just a moment to play this, and I hope this is Marvin Gaye here, because the name of the artist is crossed out, so it's crossed out, greatest hits. I think this is Marvin Gaye. Let's see what happens if I press this button. Let's take a moment to really listen to this and Norman Whitfield's production on this. Chosen hands to make it blue with some other. 
thank you, Norman Whitfield, for bringing us I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Norman Whitfield produced that record, and he co-wrote it with Barrett Strong. Norman Whitfield passed away this week, gave us so much great music, changed a lot of music in a wonderful way. And just another thought here on the impact of the music he created, War by Edwin Starr, which he co-wrote and produced. This is, okay, in the Simpsons episode, Treehouse of Horror 8, Listen now. Okay, stick with me. After the neutron bomb is dropped on Springfield, Homer Simpson goes into goes into the church and plays the song War after he realizes he's the last man in the town. So talk about influence on pop culture. In the show Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Quark says, War, what is it good for? If you ask me, absolutely nothing. So there you go. Deep impact on popular culture and music and so many other things. Thank you, Norman Whitfield. Thank you for listening. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a while. And thank you to Meg from Growing Hope. You can find out about Growing Hope's class this Saturday and their benefit on Sunday at growinghope.net or by calling them at 734-786-8401. We're going to go back right now. Before we get to Face the Music at 7 o'clock, we're going to hear the first record that Norman Whitfield ever produced. And wouldn't you know, it's a song about food. It's just amazing how these things happen on a food show. Thank you for listening. Here are the Marvelettes. Look here, girls. Take this advice and remember always in life.
Hi, this is Emmylou Harris inviting you to tune in to the Down Home Show every Saturday from 1 to 4 p.m. on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. There's a valley of sorrow in my soul Where every night I hear the thunder roll Like the sound of a distant Thank mm-hmm. you. 